best and best win. That's why I play the game. To be the best, you have to win. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Clutch Talk podcast slash YouTube slash We Do It All. As always, I am your host, John. Very happy to be here. My brother, what's going on, Junior? Yo, yo, man, happy to be here. Super excited for the best, best episode that we have lined up for 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 this for the fan series because we're going to talk about my lakers oh i'm excited oh yeah y'all already know what it is baby. we got the best episode for the off season we got the lakers episode and you know we had to bring a really 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 special guest for this for this laker episode you know me and junior we we bleed that purple and gold so we had to bring somebody that bleed that purple and gold too man so we brought none other than wyatt nye wyatt man we are so happy to have you on man you you want to talk a little bit about yourself uh, introduce yourself to the fans a little bit yeah man um so i'm from socal been born and raised been going to laker games since i was about four years old i was um of the fortune to have a grandpa who had been following the lakers since the early 50s and he's had season tickets since they moved out here um at least to the forum so you know growing up going to staples was huge for me i was able to go to all the different Lakers basketball camps too. Um, huge Kobe fan. So I do definitely have a lot to talk about for this Lakers episode, man. And I'm just super glad for the invite, man. Uh, I've been wanting to hop onto a basketball podcast for ages now. So more than glad that this is the first one, dude. Let's get it started. Man, exactly, oh. man. Here it is. So Guys, um, for all, all the fans listening, whether you're on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, or Spotify, man, make sure m- make sure you leave us a like for the video. You know, if you're on YouTube, make sure you subscribe and and, and leave a comment down below, man. Let us know what uh, what your favorite Laker moment is, man. But if all that's out the way, are you guys ready to jump into this Laker talk? Let's do, do it. it, bro. Let's do it, man. All right, Wyatt. So at the beginning of each episode that we do for these off-season uh, episodes, we ask the we ask the the guest that that is representing their team. We say, as a Lakers fan, so Wyatt, as a Lakers fan, are you content with the way the season went? I was not content with the way the postseason went, with the okay. way the regular season went, and how injuries ended up stacking up, and AD was not able to recover as well as we hoped. And we had that two-month interval from at least December to February, beginning of February, where we had no idea if he was going to be even back full health for the playoffs, um, let alone just the regular season. I mean, I was I was content with the way our record was, but with the way how we finished bouncing out of the first round in six to Phoenix of all teams, man, I I got to say, like, it left me with a real heavy heart. I've been to quite a few uh, Phoenix Lakers rivals games, whether that's preseason playoffs in uh, 06 and 08 or in the regular season games I've been able to witness. That one really stung. That one, that one really stung, man, for all, all Lakers fans uh, uh, across the board, man. Junior, do you, uh, because you are, you know, you bleed that purple and gold, this is basically me interviewing you too. So, Junior, <laughs> were you content with the way the season went, Junior? No, no, but but I, I I understand why it happened this way. You know, I mean, they they came off the historically the shortest offseason in, in, I think, not just in basketball, but in pro sports. Um, and the team is built off of a 36 year old player, you know, so obviously it's not going to be, it's not a good recipe, right? You have your, your, your player 
your star player who shall remain nameless. No, I'm just kidding. LeBron's played, you know, over 20. He's really played over 20 years of basketball because once you add up all his um, all his playoff games as well, he's he's equal to more than 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 20 82 game seasons. So he uh, when you have that and you have the team coming off the bubble, which was you know a challenge for everybody. Um, and then you don't give them enough time to rest. This is the type of stuff that happens. We saw it happen with Miami. We saw it happen with the Lakers. We saw it happen with the Celtics. And and eventually it caught up with the Nuggets. They did actually. They were the most resilient out of the the final four from the bubble. They were the most resilient, but uh, but but it caught up to them as well. I mean, it's in, it's inevitable, you know. So I am definitely disappointed that it happened that the Lakers got you know they lost in the first round. But um, at the same time, it's it's like. Am I disappointed? Yes. Uh, but can I be too mad? No. You know, I mean, there's only so much you can control. So, so, you know, it kind of, it is what it is. I mean, it, it, I, I, you know, this is, this is going to be today, just for today, a Lakers pod. So I'm not, I don't even feel biased when I say this, but I know some people who aren't Lakers fans probably think it's biased, but we only lost because of injuries. Like I am sure I'm not saying we can just say, Oh, don't worry about anything else. If we do the same exact thing this year, we'll win. No, I'm not saying injuries are the only problem, but we only lost to the Suns because of injuries. Because we saw. We don't even have to play hypotheticals. When the Lakers were healthy, they were up 2-1. They only started losing when AD went down. So even LeBron, who was playing, you know, he was already nursing that high ankle sprain. With, a, with, a, with an injured LeBron and a healthy Anthony Davis, that would have been enough to beat the Suns. The problem is, with an injured LeBron and an out Anthony Davis, obviously that's not enough. You know, so so I don't even have to play hypotheticals like, oh, if this happened and this happened. No, when the Lakers are healthy, they were winning the series. And we saw it actually up until the halftime of of I think it was game four or game game four, I believe when AD got injured up until that halftime, they were they had a pretty good uh, uh, lead in the game. So you see, I mean, it was just right after that. Uh, that everything happened. And that's the thing too, that, that what kind of hurt me to watch the Suns go to the finals was that, was that I knew we'd beat the Suns. So, and then we saw them just take care of the West. I knew we'd be taking care of the West if we had a healthy squad, but you know, no, no point in crying over spilled milk. I just think we got to, you know, put everything together and look over, look forward to the next season. Now, thankfully the team got a long time to rest. We saw what happened last time LeBron got a long time to rest, which was his first year when the Lakers missed the playoffs. He came back and took the Levi storm. So, we're gonna we're gonna we're, we're gonna have a revamped team. Time to rest now. Hopefully, you know the team can stay healthy and we can go ahead and get that number eighteen banner. Yeah, man, that's that that that's what we're striving for, man. We're trying to get that number eighteen banner, man. But you know, I- injuries. You know, injuries. Uh, they're undefeated, man. You know, uh, no no one can 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 control that. You know, uh, uh the Lakers season was much, much out of their control. They did everything they could. And you know, when when you have AD out there hobbling, you know, that last game that AD, it really hurt like as a Lakers fan to watch AD out there jumping, dude, jump ball. Like I was cringing yeah. watching the game. I was like, yeah. oh, don't jump out too much. So man, so that honestly left all Lakers fans uh with a heavy heart leading into this right. uh crazy, crazy free agency, man. So so let's Let's transition to that, man, because why? So when we were texting, uh, we were trying to figure out, you know, scheduling and all that. We were, you know, we're talking a little bit about the we're talking a little about the Lakers. And you said Lakers have won free agency by far. And I agree with you. I totally agree with you. But there's a lot of people who don't. There's a lot of people who don't. So why? What would you say to those people who don't agree with you? To the people who do not agree with me, I'm going to put my Lakers bias aside here. Mm -hmm. Uh, We've been able to add over 
nine to ten different veterans for the minimum here. Where at a time quality veterans too. Five quality veterans, man. And veterans that guess what? We have coaching experience with, we have organizational experience with, and have experience winning titles with us. I mean, Trevor Reza, he's no stranger to winning with us as a free agent. And this guy bounces around the league so often, but have you seen seen him win once a title outside of Los Angeles? Nope. 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 I have not either. Wayne Ellington, too. Man, he was starting as our two when I was going to those games where we were 17 and 65 those seasons. And Wayne Ellington, that boy was cooking. He's been a sharpshooter. Um, and he was honestly the two guard that we needed to come off the bench as a shooter. We definitely yeah. didn't have that in West Matthews last year. I'm sorry if anybody is a West Matthews fan. No, I'm not a West Matthews fan, but I definitely, I definitely want him back, though. Coming off the bench, I definitely want him back on that minimum. Yeah. No, I mean, it, it would help to have a, on a minimum, especially with McKinney gone now. Yeah. But one of the best signings that I feel like we made, a huge sleeper move. And because of this, I feel like we can use Schroeder almost as leverage. Kendrick Nunn was an excellent sleeper pick for two years, man. With a Miami team already youthful and ready to re-sign him to back up along Kyle Lowry and Goron's already out, for him to turn down that offer and come to L.A., yeah. man, I felt, I felt on top yeah. of the world at that point because I feel like yeah. he is that answer for, honestly, our backup point. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He, he, I, he really – go ahead, Wyatt. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. My bad. I'll, I'll let you go. No, 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 no. Go, uh, I, I was just going to say, like, you know, you talking about Kendrick Nunn, like, he really is uh, – uh, I wouldn't say a better version of, of, of Dennis Schroeder because I personally think that Dennis Schroeder is, is, is more of a scorer, right? He's more, he's yeah. more of a peer scorer, and uh, that's, that's what I – you know, that's what, like, you know, me and Junior always talk about Dennis Schroeder, you know, off camera, and I always tell Junior, like, he has so much value because he just, like, when LeBron isn't on the court, he's a bucket getter. He, st- he starts the offense. He initiates the offense. But the problem is he thinks he's a worth he, – he thinks he's worth $90 million, and he's not worth $90 million, right? Exactly. And, so, and it's not even just that, too. It's, it's just the fact that he demands to start. Like, how valuable would Dennis Schroeder be to this team if when LeBron is taking a rest, he could be on the floor getting the buckets? But, no. He wants to be out there with the starting five, and that's that's what ends up screwing him because he was so good in Oklahoma. He was so good in his past teams because he was providing scoring off the bench. That's what made him such an asset. That's what made him – he was literally a candidate for six men of the year. Like, if he continued in that role, he would have fit in so nice with his team. Like, that's why I don't even necessarily am so adamant on letting go with Dennis Schroeder. I'm happy to keep him for the right price as long as he understands his role. And that's right. the important thing. And that's what made the Lakers so good in 2020. The players understood the roles. McGee didn't play a whole series in the playoffs, didn't mope. Dwight didn't play a whole series in the playoffs, didn't right. mope. Then when they when we needed them, their numbers were called, they were ready to go. You know, and that's what we didn't see with Schroeder. We didn't see that with Drummond. And that's that that was a difficulty with this team. Yeah. And I think, and I think we'll get that with none, you know, that's why, you know, Wyatt, I want to highlight w- w- what you were saying. Like, I think that Kendrick Nunn was such a sleeper pick and, and, and now it, it, it allows us, like how you said, to let Dennis walk and that won't really hurt us as bad, you know, like, yeah, you, I wasn't ahead. saying he was, I wasn't saying he was better than Dennis whatsoever. I am not putting that out there. <laughs> uh, Kendrick's got plenty of room for growth though. Um, but I'm saying as a, just, Peace in general, we already have Russ as the starter, so there's no questioning who's going to be the starter at point there. Right. Um, but, yeah, I just think, honestly, as a backup piece for somebody who doesn't want a lot of money and only wants it in for the ring, I mean, he's been there once. 
And yeah. the team he lost to, bro, was the team he joined. So I just got to yeah. say, like, I I feel real strong about this Lakers free agency pickup. Um, outside of him, I think Dwight is also probably, like, a close – probably, like, my third favorite pickup that they made. I think just letting him go last year was one of the biggest mistakes we had, and you could see it on the defensive end. Marcus Saul, not that defensive player of the year that he once was, um, and definitely not that rim protector. I think he's a great passer, but as somebody who – definitely like started his career up on rim protecting in general i think it's definitely falling off so bringing dwight back great pickup so so who was your your favorite signing so far like out of all the signings doesn't necessarily have to be the best steal like we said with uh with with kendrick now but best signing overall I can I can read off the players if if you if you want me to real quick. Oh no, I I know the players. I'm just personally trying to I'm just trying to okay. think right now out of them because I think even though Kendrick might be the best still, my favorite and this is just as an NBA fan, my favorite pickup was Melo, 100. Melo, I think <laughs> man, this guy deserves a ring. He Stay has been trashed every single year by every single sports commentator who thinks, yeah. oh, yeah, he didn't live up to the draft fight because he was drafted in one of the best classes of all time, yeah. right? There's no questioning that. And as somebody who is a member of the Banana Boat crew, I think it's definitely his time. I mean, it sucks that Chris couldn't get his in this last finals, but I think, like, Melo, it's about time. It's about it's time. A, it's definitely about time for Melo, but, man, Jenner, And we what, saw what the contributions – no, go, go ahead. ahead Junior. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, we just saw the contributions he was able to give to the Portland Trailblazers last year, coming off the bench on a minimum. So you, that's just an automatic, you know, bucket getter off your bench. That's, that's, that's great to have. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and especially with him not understanding his role, you know, it, unfortunately it took him being out of the league to understand his role. So now he, yeah. you know, he knows what he's, he knows what he's coming into, man. But and we're seeing these players too, like just real quick before we transition now, we're seeing these players like Dwight Howard, Carmelo Anthony, Vince Carter, they were stars in their heyday, but now that they're getting older, the ones who understand their role stay in the league longer, right? And I think that's, that's, that's what we're seeing. A lot of them who don't, they're out of the league, you know, unfortunately within a couple of years. Definitely, man. man. Junior, so why it's, why it's favorite free agent signing, you know, we, we just heard was Melo. Who has been your favorite free agent signing so far? Free agent? I think it would be Kendrick oh. Nunn for me. But if we're just talking about signings overall, it has to be Russell Westbrook. I mean, that's that's like, I mean, that's that's more of a trade, right? So, so, so we'll, we'll get into Westbrook. We'll, we'll get in. Right, we're still going to get into Westbrook. So but I'll say this signing free agency, free agency. I like Kendrick Nunn a lot. I like Malik Monk. Uh, I love keeping Taylor Horn Tucker. You know, I've been talking about Taylor Horn Tucker for uh, years. We'll, we'll get into for well, years. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, hey, why we, we got some stuff to talk about with yeah. THT. We got to talk about my boy AC too, because man, that one hurt. But, oh uh, man! But uh, no, but I just one thing before we move to the next topic though is why I was bringing up why the Lakers won the won the free agency, which I agree with as well. And and we have to remember one thing: Rob Palinka is doing this with one hand behind his back because he still has five million dollars of Lou Aldang on the books. Imagine if Palinka did all this without five million dollars. See, like why it's like, man, that guy is the goat. I'm saying we got to give Palinka a statue yesterday, man, because he's doing this with five million less dollars than anyone else has available. And and man, like thankfully it's the last year of Lou Aldang on the books. 
but man, I mean, it's just, it's just incredible what he's been able to do. And, and it's funny because when, uh, when he started up there with, with magic, everyone said that magic and Palenka were just a horrible, horrible front office, you know, and someone actually, I've seen, I saw this joke go around. I was like, what if magic is just holding Palenka back? And he's like this genius GM. And it turns out it's true. <laughs> and magic really was holding him back, yeah. you know, but I mean, the writing was on the wall. If we think about it, I mean, Kobe Bryant is one of the most dedicated athletes and professionals of all time he entrusted all he entrusted his career to Rob Palenka I mean if Kobe trusted him like he had to be right about him and he was I mean Palenka is really that dude he does deserve a statue man man Rob is that guy over there in LA uh for for me man you know for the for the free agencies free agent signings I would I would have to say that my favorite is actually Malik Monk man I think Malik Monk is gonna fit great on the team he's gonna bring such youthful energy we know Malik Monk can jump out the gym man you know and especially yeah. now with Staples you know we, we're, we're gonna have some fans coming back man I'm just I'm just waiting to see Malik Monk throw one down and have it see have the place blow up man and and then it's it's a totally different game it's like playing it's like playing seven on five man we got we got the crowd with us with the crowd with us out there um but Wyatt man before we get off the topic of free agency man I want to ask I I, want to ask you this are there you know I the Lakers been you know just busting making moves like crazy free agency but like is there any free agent that you still feel you still feel that like we should target or any 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 player you think that we could realistically get that we need still realistically that we can get that's left i mean i don't think there's too many guys out there left that i feel like we could target i wish personally um other than a couple of the guard moves we made i was really all in on that possibility of landing DeRozan when we had the chance to because bringing back somebody who has been a huge figure in south central los angeles for since high school, I mean, the guy who really represents comp 10 to the fullest degree, I like, I love DeMar and I love his spirit and his energy. And he's one of those players that when he started uh, more of a stardom in Toronto, a lot of his mid-range game, it looked dead near identical to Kobe Bryant. And since then, I've been a huge fan of him. So I was all in on us going for him as the two, but honestly, yeah, I couldn't really see us getting any bit more to add us to be even more stacked than we are for the next season. I think we're more prepared than any other roster in the league though. And I'll tell you that. Yeah. Now I, 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 de- I, I definitely agree, man. I, I definitely think that we're, we're extremely prepared and we're an extremely well-rounded team. You know, I know people were like, like, yeah. uh, like Jay Hill kept calling us the, the senior citizen. He kept calling us a senior citizen place, man. But I'm and not worried about that. We have, girls. yeah, we, 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 we got some, some, some older players, but I mean, LeBron at 36 was the best player in the league. So what, what does age matter for, man? Taylor Horn Tucker is younger than both of our rookies and he's entering his third season. Think about his age and his expertise. Man, like that, that helps a lot. That helps yeah. a lot. Wyatt, just r- real quick, and I want to touch on that point you, that you made on uh, that similarity of DeMar and Kobe. You know, uh, I was listening to a podcast, you know, Club Shay Shay with Shannon Sharp, and he had DeMar DeRozan on. And DeMar DeRozan actually said, actually was talking about how he grew up watching Kobe Bryant and he emulated that mid range game. And throughout his first couple of years in, 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 in Toronto, that's all he went to, man. That's all he studied. So, so that's crazy, you know, crazy, you know, IQ of you being able to 
spot that and be able to make that make, make that comparison. Hey, I mean, I didn't even know that uh, Shay had him on his podcast and that Shay even had a podcast. The only time I, I ever listened to those two is Undisputed. So, I don't know. Great minds think alike, I guess. <laughs> man, for exactly. real, man. Uh, so... Let's talk about this THT guy. <laughs> so let me, let me before before we move on though, let me say something else. What do you guys think about picking up Avery Bradley and Demarcus Cousins? I think they could address some good. There's still free agent guys who are still available. I think having Demarcus Cousins would be good because Marcus is a little unreliable sometimes, uh, and we don't have another center aside from that. I mean, unless Anthony Davis is going to play more center, which I'd love, but I don't know. If, I mean, that's that's internal. And then Avery Bradley, I think, could be a good defensive presence. Uh, coming off the bench, obviously, he wouldn't be starting. He wouldn't even be second option because that would actually be Kendrick Nunn. But as a third option or maybe as a two guard coming off the bench, I feel like that would be those would be two good signings. What do you guys think? I, I would personally love to DeMarcus Cousins signing, man. Uh, on on a- a- Avery Bradley, man, I'm still a low-key, to be honest with you, got a sour taste in my mouth from that bubble yeah, situation. Like, sure. it just, just to me, it's just like your whole team's going to go and you're just going to not go. Like, you're just not going to oh, go. Like, yeah. how are you going to how are you gonna ever be part of this team or any other organization? And if you really look at I know it's only been one season, but, like, he didn't do nothing this season. Because yeah. I, I feel like all NBA teams now are that. looking at him weird. They're looking at him yeah. sideways like – you're not even really rocking with us, man. But, but that, you know, that's like, besides like the point of basketball, but I think the Marcus cousins, like how you said, Junior, would be huge because he would provide another big body, man, for, for, for when, uh, for, for when, like you said, when, when, when Mark isn't there, but also for when AD decides to not be AD, you know, we, we know that AD can either just not play in games because he, he, he hurt his little shoulder or something happened, or, mm-hmm. you know, AD isn't playing to the, uh, to the potential that he can, because then I know, as Lakers fans, we know that there's tons of times we see like, hey, D, like, what are you doing? Like, go to the hoop. And he's and he's sticking with those little mid-rangers, a fadeaway. <laughs> like, so to me, I would love to add a presence like DeMarcus Cousins to just bully somebody yeah. inside, man. Why? How, how you feel about those two signings, about Avery Bradley and DeMarcus? I like the DeMarcus pickup. And I was going to say that an Avery Bradley pickup would be great for our perimeter defense after losing AC, but... I think you make an excellent point about the bubble. That's something that had almost slipped my mind completely because at least in that regular season, I was loving on AB then. Um, But yeah, to quit on your guys in the bubble there when everybody else is making that sacrifices. And it wasn't even just the players too. Those refs, those families, everybody's out there and was away from each other. And especially during the height of the pandemic, man, um, when all you have left to really live for at that point, is basketball exactly. or staying at home you choose basketball you know exactly man so, no, i feel yeah, you i gotta agree with you on that i feel you i feel you exactly man but why you know we we touched a little bit a little bit on 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 shooter and you know we you you brought up you brought up the point of you know k nun was just such a good pickup because now it gives us a little more leverage that shooter could walk but what do what does why you know if, if rob came up to you why and he was like why tell me what i'm gonna do with dennis schroeder and and you decide What's the deal? What you trying to do with Schroeder? With Schroeder, I'm trying to recoup all those draft picks I got rid of to get Russ. Um, and trying to honestly pick back up some of the young talent that we had shipped off years ago. I was really on the hype train before LeBron of keeping at least Lonzo and Brandon Ingram together. Uh, I love Brandon Ingram's scoring ability. And I think Brandon is going to be one of those guys for the next couple years He's not just going to be that all-star that just slides in at the last vote. 
I think he's going to be those guys who's going to be like within the top five scoring of the whole league. Um, so I'm thinking, honestly, New Orleans, they got a lot of draft picks out of their trade uh, to trade back with New Orleans for Schroeder. And they have an old Bledsoe. I think it would be good for their development, to be honest. Um, they don't really have another point beside him in New Orleans. And then at the two, I guess if Nikhil Alexander-Walker is still there, um, they have plenty of other time to develop their guards. So trading Schroeder to New Orleans for a couple first-round picks and honestly, just some salary cap space too for the next year. Because if he's honestly demanding this bag, uh, playing him as much as you can this season – It'll serve him well in the off season, yeah. But when it comes down to it in the postseason, I feel like there's going to be a little bit of that like uncomfortability between him and some of his other teammates who they're kind of they're all in it just for the ring to begin with, and they might be getting those same amount of minutes like Nunn might get, and he might be dropping as many points. Who knows? I mean, I know Schroeder can attack the rim; he certainly mm-hmm. can. Like I, I think, I think honestly. Shooter is one of those really, really underrated guards who can always attack the rim. But trading him at his highest value right now, I think, is the best move that Rob can make to stack up those draft picks. Yeah, most definitely, man. Yeah. How, how do you how do you feel about Shooter? I agree, and that's so it's so cool. No, I was gonna say that's so cool that why I brought up the the, the fact that we could just trade him for picks because I didn't even think about that. I'm always thinking like, who can we move? What player can we bring in? But that's very true. We yeah. could use some picks because we dumped a lot of them on the Anthony Davis trade. We dumped more of them in the Russell Westbrook trade, you know. So bringing some picks can picks can definitely be a good good asset to have, and it doesn't take up any cap space. So I know LeBron plays with this team on like one year basis, pretty much, right? Like, so I think that flexibility is going to help us quite a bit. So I like that. I like that. Honestly, for me, and I'm just kind of putting like one and one together here. Um, I think it's a little bit of a lofty like a little bit of a reach. I don't know if we'd be able to even do it or if, if you would take yeah. a, a mid-level exception, but um, that would actually be Marcus Smart. And I'm going to tell you why. I know it sounds crazy here now. Like why, why would the Celtics ever do that? But Marcus Smart seems to be on his way out of Boston right now because he seems to butt heads with Brad Stevens. Uh, Dennis Schroeder is actually looking at the Celtics as an option. So it just seems to work out. If we can somehow facilitate a sign and trade, that'd be awesome. But why would the Celtics do a sign and trade with the Lakers? There's no reason why. Why would Dennis Schroeder help the Lakers? The only reason why Dennis Schroeder would help the Lakers with a sign and trade is because we can offer him the most money. However, however, the amount of money that we can offer him versus what other teams can offer him, I don't even think he's worth the maximum that other teams can offer him. So, which I don't know exactly what it is. I think he could get 90 million with someone else and 120 million with us, something along those lines. But no one's going to pay him 120 million. So our advantage there is 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 kind of gone because he's not worth that much like that extra premium that we can afford by having his i think we have his bird no we don't have his bird rights but we can pay him more there is some sort of clause and i'm not a cap expert so i couldn't exactly tell you but there's a clause and i know we can pay him more uh but he's he's not worth that extra more so that kind of takes away uh one of our bargaining chips so i don't know if we're gonna get anybody for dennis Schroeder. unfortunately personally personally i would like to have a sit down with dennis Schroeder. And then it's a complete change of heart because if John knows, I was out here saying get rid of him as quick as possible. I like to have a sit down with Dennis Schroeder and I'd like to talk to him about bringing him back coming off the bench. Like he was in Oklahoma, obviously for a reduced price, that 84 million that we offered him is out the window. He should have taken it when he could have. Now that's gone. Man. Uh, all we can offer him, I think, is pretty much the mid-level, the, the mid-level exception. So 
Uh, I don't know if he's willing to, you know, to, to take what $9 million a year. I think he could probably make more than that. You know, he was asking for damn near 30. Like we can't give him that, but, yeah. but, but, but I don't think he would take 9 million. I think he is worth more than that. So he probably doesn't take it, but that's my first choice. It's like, Hey, we'd love to keep you around, but these are the stipulations on the way, which we could keep you around. If you're clear on that, we can go for it. If not, you know, we can, we can, we can try to move you somewhere else. Uh, but then at that point too, he's going to be like, man, you want me to take 9 million, you know, screw you. I'm not, I'm not signing trading anything. I'm out of here. So sure. it's a fine line to walk. And, and I, and I, and I trust Rob Palenka, you know, I think that, I think that, um, whatever, you know, he can do, I'm sure he's doing. And I'd, I'd like to, I, my personal choice would be, I'd love to move for a player like Marcus Smart or somebody for that value. I'd love to move for picks like Wyatt said, or keep them. I, I would hate to lose them for nothing. But uh, unfortunately, that is what might happen, given the circumstances and given that our only advantage is offering him more money that he probably wouldn't get anyway. So it's kind of how I feel. But what about you, John? How do you feel about Dennis Schroeder? Because I know I know you like what he can bring as far as scoring. But obviously, when last time we talked about this was before we had Russell Westbrook, who obviously can score, rebound and assist and pretty much do everything else better than Dennis Schroeder. So what do you think, John? Man, for me personally, uh, I, I, I know I really like that that outcome that you gave. You know, having that genuine sit down with Dennis Schroeder, like, look, man, like, there's just there's just not a spot for you to start. Like, like you're not gonna start over Russell Westbrook. You're not gonna start over LeBron. Like, it's just not. There's not. There's no. But place the second to unit is all yours. All Score yours. As much like, as you want. Do, do what you want. Like, come down court, run your high pick and rolls, get to the hoop. Like, do do, do whatever it is that you want, Dennis, man. But like how you said, you know, the, the the biggest thing, the biggest caveat on this is if we can re-sign Dennis Schroeder for the right price. If we can't get him for the right price, yeah. man, it, it, yeah, let him walk, man. And and. Uh, I know I've touched on this twice, man, but I'm just I'm just just mind blown because why that was just such a good statement that you said with the with the K none, man. Like that makes me that I didn't even think about that until now. To be real with you, like I'm like, man, like we really can let Dennis Schroeder walk because as a Lakers fan, I've been think I've just been waiting till the second that Dennis Schroeder signed somewhere else, and now and now the 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 second unit really doesn't have that much of a score if if Russell Westbrook, LeBron, and AD are, are you know starting and we'll, we'll right. get to we'll get to Westbrook and all of that man but but man this whole data shooter situation is is extremely extremely sticky and I think that my my biggest answer you know to answer the question would be if we can get Dennis Schroeder at the right price, fantastic, wonderful. I'm I'm happy. But if we can't yeah. get him, you know, like you know, let's not cry over spilled milk, milk, man. Like we have K Nun, you know, he's like a, a, a Walmart version of uh, of Dennis Schroeder. I but- think he's on the same tier as Dennis Schroeder. To be completely honest with you, wow. Like I think he's no, on the same. Uh, yeah, he, he he took a little bit. He took a little bit of a drop, obviously last season. But with the promise that he was showing me, I think if we can continue to develop him, he's he's right there. You know, he's right there. Obviously, Schroeder is the better player. But I don't think it's as far as, as maybe most people think, in my opinion. Okay. okay. I agree. All right. Oh, sorry. I was just going to add a point about K9, too. Not sure Go if ahead. you guys are sure, but Kendrick's been friends with Taylin Horton Tucker since freshman year of high school. So these guys have been working in the offseason. Every single year they've been in the league. Every year they've been in college. So honestly, seeing that, those two guards leading the yeah. bench, man, yeah, THT is going to fit minutes. in with that chemistry there. Like, if Kendrick's got that with THT, those yeah. guys. No, Dennis. No. That's true. That's Man. true. Man, see, THT is doing me so proud right now. He's, <laughs> he's, he's only <laughs> like 21 and he's already Stop recruiting them. players. Oh, man. Man. <laughs> 
So, so why, man, I, I want to ask you this, th- this one last question before we get into the real juicy Russell Westbrook stuff, man. So why, man, like we lost, we lost some, we lost some key players, man. You know, like we, we definitely got some great players back, uh, but we lost some, some guys that were just like, you know, part of the purple and purple and gold, like heart, man. We love those guys. Right. First, one of those guys being Alex Caruso, you know, KCP, uh, Kyle Kuzma, Montrez Harold, Andre Drummond, Andre Drummond is just, he kind of came on last year, but yeah. whatever. Right. <laughs> but basically why I, what I want to ask you is between KCP, Kuz, uh, Trez, uh, Caruso, and Drummond. If you could have one of those guys back, who would you want to have back for this uh, this season? Caruso, Caruso, Caruso. And you know, my boys watching and listening to this podcast too, they know I got a Caruso jersey too in storage. So me, I'm a huge Caruso head. I love the energy that that bald Mamba has had since he joined our squad. Uh, the amount of hustle this guy has. I mean, he's diving on every loose ball. He's leading the defense. And I have not seen LeBron really get behind a role player as much as he has yeah. with Caruso before. So just seeing that connection of him just immediately joining L.A. and seeing a young kid out of Oklahoma who just started hooping just out of nowhere. I mean, this guy was really just asleep right out of his draft, went undrafted, came out of the G League. So I just always loved this story. But he's on a greener pastures now. You know, he's going to get a lot more love in Chicago. And I know the memes are already circulating about MJ, like, passing the torch <laughs> over to Caruso. But, no, nah, man, much love to him. I miss him. I wish we still had him back. I really do. I really so, do. Let, me, let me ask you something real quick, because I feel the same way. Caruso is my favorite player that left. I really wanted to keep him. I wanted to keep both him and THT. But we run into a problem. Coming off that set, the, the bench, the guards are gonna be Kendrick Nunn and THT, right? right? Presumably, would you start Caruso? Would you or in the second unit? Would you have Caruso over any of those players? Like THT? I mean, he's a del- he's a he's a situational, situational. Huh? It, it, it's totally situational. It depends on you know who we playing because Caruso is a dog on defense. Dog. Yeah. Like, you know if you if you if you go out there. Uh, let me think, like, off the top of my head, let me think. If you go out there, a Kyrie Irving, I'm not saying Caruso could guard Kyrie Irving. I'm not. Because nobody Dude, can guard we, Kyrie Irving. We, but, I'm, but I'm saying Caruso is going to do whatever it takes. He's a Matthew Delvadova. He's going to run all over the court, run 94 feet. I'm all in your face. And, I, and we love that, man. We love that. Yeah. Kyrie Irving, try Stephen Curry. Let's go watch that game again, that elimination game. Caruso Ooh. was all over Curry. Like, no, Curry still got his because Curry is the best shooter of all time. He's a top 15 player ever. But you see, you know, when it was Chris and Caruso was putting the clamps. Like, man, if Jay Hill was here, he would have lost it. Jay Hill was Yeah, yeah. But hey, facts are facts. Facts are facts. Go watch the video. Go go watch the tape. It's all on tape. Yeah. Like, I'm not even, I'm not even exaggerating anything. Go watch the tape. He, he, he was, he was thinking, obviously, like I said, no, like I know Jay Hill's gonna listen to this. He's gonna be like, "Oh yeah, well Curry dropped thirty, or well, I don't know, Curry probably dropped forty points because Curry's Curry." What I'm saying is, that when it was time to crunch down, I saw a lot of lost possessions and responsibility of Alex Caruso. So, so Caruso, man, I agree, it's situational, but I think he wouldn't have run that many minutes. Now, at first, I was pissed off because he left. I really was. Um, but then I saw that he actually got Chicago's offer, brought it to the Lakers. And, uh, and they didn't, they didn't want to, they, they were actually willing to pay him less, but I think what the Lakers were offering him was a lot less. So they weren't willing to be ballpark, which kind of pissed me off about regarding the front office. But 
if they're trying to save money, because I think they could have they could have signed them with bird rights, but uh, although we are playing really close to the hard cap right now, um, but what I was trying to say is, I don't know if they decided to save money now on Caruso. I'm wondering what they have up their sleeves still for the remaining three roster spots. So I don't want to form an opinion on letting go of Alex Caruso until the roster is completely filled out. Because what if um, whatever kept us from, you know, like somehow we still some, somehow let on Buddy Yield, for example. I wouldn't know how except through a Dennis Schroeder sign and trade and even then. Um, but if we somehow land on a buddy heel and then it turns out that if we would have kept Caruso, we couldn't have landed on a buddy heel or something like that. You know what I mean? So I need to see how the roster is going to shape up before I decide how I feel about it. But off the top, it sucks to lose Caruso. It does because he was one of my favorite players. I always said my next jersey is going to be a Caruso jersey. And I was just waiting on to make sure he was going to re-sign. And he didn't. And that's the tough part. Like, and it looks like it wasn't even fully his. It lo- looks like it wasn't even fully his fault because I guess the Lakers weren't trying to match that. So let me see. Uh, uh, another player that I actually kind of wasn't very happy about losing was uh, surprisingly, surprisingly, and that's was the price he went for was actually surprisingly under Drummond. I I didn't like the way he played. I didn't like his attitude, but the same way that the same way that, 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 that Dennis Schroeder, you know, I'm saying we could go ahead, sit down and talk to him. I think we could have done the same for, for Andre Drummond because he's going to Philadelphia on a minimum. He's going to Philly on a minimum on a minimum. Never really hurts. You know I mean? I guess it could, it could hurt chemistry, all that stuff, but that's a player that I would have loved to kind of, you know, sit down and talk and say, Hey, you know, Hey big man, what's going on here? Because he's got the potential. If, if Dwight Howard in his, late thirties can understand his role and transform himself into a serv- transform himself into a serviceable role player. Why can't Andre Drummond do it at 28? Right. Man. So, but it looks like the offer, the Lakers didn't even offer him anything. So it looks like maybe they try to have this talk and it just didn't fly. And maybe he still thinks he's under Drummond from, you know, five, six years ago. And just I mean, I don't know if he was expecting a start, he just yeah. went to back up arguably the best center in the game. So, so, and again, Man. that's if Anthony Davis is not a center because Anthony Davis is better than Joel Embiid, and I need to put that out there. But uh, he went to go back up, you know, a great player in Joel Embiid. So, I don't know what he's expecting as far as role, but that's kind of that's, that's one player. And and before we move on to the next topic, I just want to say something really quick. Another player that I would have liked to bring back on a minimum, Ben McLemore. He was really coming to himself at the end of the season. And you saw, I mean, he was starting to like, he, he was a streaky shooter, but like sometimes he would hit like seven threes. Like, uh, that's a player I would have liked to have kept on a minimum. Um, I know this is more of a fringe thing. You know, it's not like, oh, he's absolutely crucial to the Lakers, you know, going to the championship is having Ben Macklemore. Like, that's not the case at all. But it would have been cool to keep a player like that, like a shooter coming off the bench, kind of like we got with Wayne Ellington, you know. But on a minimum, I like – and that's exactly why I want to have Wes Matthews back too because he's a little scrappy on defense, which is cool. Uh, and, and he can shoot the three. Sometimes he's a little inconsistent, but – we dealt with inconsistency with Kuzma. We dealt with inconsistency with KCP. What's one more, right? Like That's kind of what I'm thinking. So I want to keep Wes Matthews, um, obviously, for the right price. But we're going to see. And Dudley, man, like, he's supposed to be the locker room guy and stuff. The thing is, he's in LeBron's inner circle, so that makes it a little yeah. tough not to re-sign him. But I, I do not want to use a spot on Jared Dudley, man, a roster spot on Jared Dudley. That would, that would suck, but probably going to happen. It probably is gonna happen, man. But all right, man. So, why let's let's get into maybe the biggest news that we've 
not even just for Lakers, just for the NBA, man. Like one of the biggest news, just totally changing the landscape of the NBA. Russell Westbrook goes to the Lakers, man. Wow. All right. Wyatt, tell me your initial thoughts. When you first got the notification on your phone, where were you? How did you what were the thoughts in Wyatt's mind? Let, let me hear. I have the exact moment down, man. And I will tell you what, it was one of the trippiest days ever. It was literally the day I moved. I moved down from the Bay Area here to Southern California. Uh, I was keeping up tabs just on like notifications for free agency. And when I was driving down, I noticed midway through the day, hey, you know, there's breaking news here. There's rumors that Russ is in the works to come to L.A. And I thought, man, that'd be a pipe dream. Like him moving back home to L.A. I'm moving back home. Like, that <laughs> be better than that this day, right? <laughs> Swear to God, four hours later, I am five minutes out from my new place. And... I check and I get one of those Bleacher Report notifications just pop right up. It interrupts the middle of the song. And I check it and I see just the name. Russell Westbrook joins LAL. I go to pull over to the side of the road. <laughs> nope. I'm not even kidding, man. I pulled over to the side of the road and I called probably two or three of my really close friends who have been diehard Lakers fans from the beginning. Um First person I call is my best friend, Joey. He's also another guy who he's gone to several, several different Lakers games with me out to Staples. But, man, I was screaming. I was losing. <laughs> I was flipping. Like, to have that sheet stuffer, the guy who's been doing it since college, I was fortunate enough to watch him at Poly Pavilion at UCLA. Wow. But now bringing him back to L.A., man, it, it made me scream. It made me – cry tears of joy dude i was it was one of the happiest days of the year can't even can't even explain it it. you can't really can't really put any other words to it man it was phenomenal phenomenal man all right so 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 junior what were your uh, initial thoughts uh, on this on on this westbrook trade mixed feelings initially so i was a little obviously like like most fans i was concerned about spacing I was concerned about what was going to happen with the rest of our um, uh, team salary cap wise, because I know he's on a massive contract. Uh, that's the negative side. I'll talk about the positive side in a little bit. So I was concerned about spacing. I was concerned about the salary cap. Uh, and I was concerned about shooting. So those are the three things that were the negative sides. The positive side is I was happy because this guy's an absolute bucket, right? I mean, he puts up 20, 20, and 20 for fun. Uh, and, and, and I was thinking about, man, like, Russell Westbrook is a great facilitator. LeBron's a great facilitator. He's going to go out there. I mean, him pairing with AD is going to be insane. I was thinking about, and I mean, he's, he's a superstar. You know what I mean? They're going to have another superstar. Like we're going to have legitimately a big three now. Like that's, that's the whole time I was thinking like, this is like, this is it. Like we're really getting that third star. Um, obviously part of me, I was thinking there goes Damian Lillard, which I think I was already gone, but you know, I was holding on to that sliver. Uh, but realistically he wasn't coming. Um, but I was happy. I was happy with having Russell Westbrook because I mean, our, our, our prime free agent target signings were, you know, keeping Caruso, maybe signing DeMar DeRozan. And we ended up with Russell Westbrook. I mean, it's just a, it's just a different brand. You know, like when you can end up with a player like Russell Westbrook. And it's it's the thing that I talk to you a lot, John, too, is no matter what, 
Like this did not happen without LeBron and Anthony Davis talking to him and being like, okay, we want this guy. So if LeBron and AD signed off on it, it's going to work. I mean, it has to, you know, like it has to, there's no way that we're going to be like, you know, they're going to be playing with each other and be like, Oh, shucks. We never thought about how this spacing wouldn't work. We never thought about how this one would. (laughs) It's LeBron is probably the smartest basketball player ever. Uh, and he's got pretty much authority over any team he he, he plays for. So I, I definitely think that that it's something they talked about. And then that made me a lot more optimistic, too. And I'm thinking, like, man, if LeBron signed off on it, like, I trust LeBron. I mean, I think, I think he's earned my trust as far as, as far as basketball IQ. So, you know, I was really happy about it, and I was excited to have a player like him. And you know what? Something, something else that I wanted to bring up when we're talking about Caruso. Uh, statistically, he was actually LeBron's best teammate uh, last year. And – that's because he's a hustle guy. And who else is a hustle guy but 100 times better? Russell Westbrook. He's literally the definition of a hustle guy, right? Except he's better than Caruso at pretty much everything basketball-wise. So, so you think about it, man. Like, if LeBron played that well with Caruso, imagine with freaking Russell Westbrook. Mm-hmm. Imagine how, how, how Russell's drive is going to rub off on players like Anthony Davis, who, you know, AD's been – I mean, he's a vet in the league, but AD's 27, 28 years old, like – He's still like he's entering his prime. Like your primes are like your late twenties, early thirties. That's actually the basketball prime. You see, that's when players like Curry dominated, uh, 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 Clay Thompson, James Harden. They're all like twenty nine when they started really being the players that they are now. AD is twenty eight, like, and he's been doing this, so he's gonna you know keep as he's entering his prime. He's gonna continue being you know that type of player, and then he's gonna add expertise from a player like Russell Westbrook on top of already having a mentor like LeBron James. I mean. Dude, it's only it's only positive. So at first I was mixed. Now I'm very high on this. Like I'm really happy to have Russell Westbrook and to and to be able to, you know, to just just to have him out there. I mean, it's gonna be exciting to see a player who puts that much heart into it. Just play for your team. Like how how sick is that? You know, so I'm excited to have him. I'm mean, really excited to have him. And you, John? Man, I'm 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 now I'm excited. I'll be honest. I'll be honest. When it first happened, I'm 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 you know, I'm a, yeah, I'm a huge uh I'm, I'm a huge Westbrook fan. I'm just a huge NBA lover, but I also like, I, I feel that I'm a basketball junkie. I know the game for what it is. I have basketball IQ. And, and my first concern was like, okay, well, Westbrook can't really shoot. Bron can't really shoot like that. AD can't really shoot like that. Where's the spacing? We are, we're, we're greater. Um, we're the, we're the best version of ourselves when LeBron is running the point guard, when LeBron is, 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 uh, is initiating the offense when, cause you know, he has his crazy court vision, you know, his crazy leadership, but so, so where else were, are we going to put Westbrook? Uh, like Westbrook can't play the three. He can't, he can't, I don't, I, I don't, couldn't see Westbrook as a two. So I don't want to, I don't want to, at first I didn't want to replace Braun with Westbrook. So I was like, okay, so why did, why did we bring Westbrook over here? I really didn't see it. Jenner talked to me, you know, some days went on. I, I, I thought about it a bit more, thought about it a bit more. And then I started thinking about it. Okay. This might be a, a, a move to just give LeBron some rest in the regular season. This might be a move so that in the regular season, it's Westbrook and AD. They taking over. They're running the pick and rolls. They're g- going down court because they got it. Like how Junior said, Westbrook, uh, like how Junior said, AD's a young guy. Westbrook has unlimited amount of energy. LeBron doesn't have a lim- unlimited amount of energy anymore. He isn't a young guy. So, you know, having Westbrook and AD to run that tandem in the, in the regular season will still land them in a good spot come the playoffs. And then come the playoffs, you got a well-rested Bron 
who had a well-rested off season. And now he has a, 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 a he had a well-rested season, man. Like to me, I'm starting to, I'm starting to like, wait, I think this might actually work out. Wait, I'm, I'm starting to get juice. I'm like, this might actually work <laughs> out. This might actually really work. And then, and then I, I come to think, all right, this is actually gonna work because of, because of the surrounding players who were surrounding this team by, right? We are adding shooters around, uh, around, around players like around those three players that who can't really shoot mellow. What did he do in Denver? Uh, what did he do in Portland? Spot up shoot. Right. So, uh, uh, um, uh, Wesley, um, like how you guys talking about, you know, bringing up, bringing back a player like, uh, like Wesley Matthews, huge, you know, Junior, you were talking about bringing back a player like, like Ben McElmore. Ben McElmore is known for running the passing lane, setting his feet so quick and getting the shot off, man. Yeah. You know, with a player like Bron, that's, that, 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 that's great, man. But sorry for that little tangent, guys. I just got a little excited. Why? Let, let me ask you a question, Wyatt, when it comes to this, to this Westbrook and Bron, and Bron and AD little uh, big, big three tangent we got going on, right? So, like I said, the Lakers are better or best when Bron is the one, running the one, running, uh, uh, really leading the team. But Russell Westbrook only knows the one. Russell Westbrook is, is the greatest version of himself when he has the ball you can't tell Russell Westbrook, Hey, can you tone it down a little bit? Cause that's not his game. Okay. That's not, that's not his game. So Wyatt, let me ask you, do you want to see more of Braun at that one? Like how we've seen that works or do you want to see Braun play the three? Cause Braun could play the three. So w- what do you want to see? Me personally, I think keep Russ, keep Russ where he's at at the one man. Like honestly having an uncaged beast like that on the court, at the one, you got to keep him there. Um, I think LeBron is one of those guys who he could fit into a numerous amount of positions, whether that's on the defensive end or the offensive end. He's really good at backing down in the post and drawing that double team and either kicking it behind the back to a cut in four or five or just honestly just driving straight in and kicking it out to a wing. I know him and Russ are both going to be kind of doing that same thing, driving in the basket and kicking, but – to be honest, I really do agree with your point about keeping LeBron resting in the season uh, just a bit. I think playing him at the 3-2, having the ball a little bit less in his hands will probably help him a little bit more with getting a little bit more of that practice of off-ball movement just because the last three years he's been so used to running the one, like you said, and working those pick-and-rolls with AD. But I think those pick-and-rolls with AD and Russ are probably going to turn out just as well. I don't really see Russ slowing down too much. And I think now that he's in his own backyard and he has probably one of the best chances in years to win a ring. I say, why not let him just keep running the one? Okay. Okay. Jenner, how do you, how do you feel about this? Uh, You want to see Russ more at the one or you want to see Bron at the one more? I want to see Russ at the one because Bron is still a very good player when he's running the three. When you take Russ out of the one, I mean, what are you going to really leave him to be a spot up shooter? Like that's not yeah. reliable, right? So, and Russ is a, he's, I mean, he's a, he's a great playmaker. So it's not like obviously he's not as good as LeBron is playmaking, but that's just because LeBron is really really up here as far as a playmaker. But um, but I think that obviously you don't want to leave LeBron as a spot up shooter. But if you can you can dish it out to LeBron and then he can run his own play or he can drive or he can shoot. I mean, he can shoot better than Russell Westbrook, right? But I think when you take Russell Westbrook and you just leave him parked in the corner, you're not really getting the most out of him, 
right? So for me, I personally would like Russ at the one, but it's not like something like, oh, if Russ runs the one, then LeBron can never run the one the whole season. You know what I mean? Like it's going to be, there's going to be times where it's going to make more sense to have LeBron run the one, but most times as a default, I would have Russ running the one and then have LeBron just running the three, AD the five, if he really wants to help out, that would be awesome. But you mean, it depends what we sign as, as, as to fill out the roster. We could probably have him still run the four and be good. But um, yeah, definitely Russ running the one for me. And okay. you? I I actually would in in the playoffs. I want Bron at the one because that's the, that's the best version of the Lakers, man. I just think that if you have that LeBron and AD pick and roll, like if especially if you're on a high pick and roll, it sets a, it sets your offense up so well because now you have now now you're playing four on five going downhill off that high pick and roll. You got Bron with the ball who any the every every uh, every Lakers teammate every one of LeBron's teammate just has to be ready to shoot. Right with LeBron running, coming downhill with a defender on his hip, and you got AD rolling to the hoop. LeBron has the option of attacking to the hoop, kick out for a shooter, or hit AD on the lob. Mm, I don't think that I don't think that Westbrook pick and roll could do could even get close to that. But like I was talking about in 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 the in the regular season, you know we 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 need Westbrook. We really would need Westbrook because like how we saw, man, LeBron is he's he's, he's getting older, so one injury is is it takes a bit longer man and it takes a lot lot longer so i personally in the playoffs definitely want to see more of that Braun in the one but in the regular season i i, I need I, we need rest realistically man we need rest all right all right so uh so why uh, as we as we start uh wrapping up here man i want to i want to ask you i want to ask you some here right uh Give us a, a word, a phrase, or, or a, a couple of a couple of words. You describing how you feel this last season went, and then give us another word or phrase describing how you feel about this upcoming season that's coming up, the 21-22 season. Hmm. Well, I'm not going to use the word dis- disappointing necessarily for the last season, but I would say underwhelming, underwhelming for sure. Just as a team that you think. Yeah, they lost a they lost a couple key pieces with losing Dwight um, and not being able to re-sign. I mean, AB wasn't really there, but not being really able to have enough time to practice and have enough time to really get back to that same rhythm that they were riding. Honestly, mainly in the bubble, because if we watched them in the regular season, the year they won it, they looked a little bit more off than they did just this last regular season. So I think it's about really about balancing the time of like when the team really gets momentum and really starts gelling well. Um, but yeah, I would say last season was underwhelming. This one is going to be explosive. Oh, I and like that. Underwhelming explosive explosive. Not just the players. It's explosive because we're really getting our fans back. It's explosive because we have another chance now to say, okay, yeah, the bubble was no mistake. It was no asterisk. We could still win it this year. And honestly, when you compare our roster to Brooklyn, with as much as people say that we stack our roster, I still think that we could take all those guys. I really do. Um, They're just as injury prone as us. And I think we have a little bit of better leadership and better track history. A lot of it. (laughs) Who's their leader? Kevin Durant? And and we have have, uh, some guy, this guy right here. 
Yeah, but the name of LeBron James. <laughs> they don't have that guy on their team, so makes it a little tough. And let's not let's not forget about uh, that boy with the brow, AD, because the Nets have nobody for him, man, nobody. No. But Junior, let me ask you. You know, you you bleed that purple and gold too. Give us a word or a phrase. You know, talking uh, describing how you feel this past season went and how you feel about looking forward to this next season. I think the Lakers' past season was unfortunate. I think it was just. Uh, Bad, bad timing with injuries. Um, you know, it was just certain players like Schroeder and, and Drummond who were just bad for chemistry. Um, I think it was just, it was just, uh, I almost want to say experimental, right? Because on paper, the 2021 Lakers were better than the 2020 Lakers on paper, right? You have under Drummond, you had Dennis Schroeder. You, that, that was a better team. That was better than, than Avery Bradley, better than Danny Green, better than, better than, you know, that, that 2020 team, better than JaVale McGee that starting five that they had compared to this year, this was a better team, but I'll say it was like an experimental year and it didn't go so well. And obviously I think it's not just, like I said, locker room guys, but also the injuries for the, for, for, you know, LeBron, for Anthony Davis, across the board, the team had lots of injuries. Caruso was battling injuries. Then a shooter was in and out of health and safety protocols, like the whole team pretty much. Um, and then for next year, for this upcoming year, I like I like Wyatt's word explosive. That's a good one. I think exciting. I think uh, experimental, but I have more confidence in it because you know it's not like oh we're wondering how Dennis Schroeder is going to feel. Like no, we're wondering how Russell Westbrook is going to feel. Like there's a floor for Russell Westbrook, and it's yeah. it's higher than a lot of players' ceilings, right? So so exciting. I mean, I'm really excited. I was just thinking about it. You guys were talking and sometimes I would just get like these flashbacks to Laker games, man. I remember those a lobs to AD and I'm thinking, man, like Russell Westbrook is going to be throwing lobs to AD too. Like, man, that's some exciting stuff. So definitely exciting is one of them. Exciting. And I almost want to say redemption because a lot of teams are, Yes, I feel like, like, I mean, I'm not trying to like, cause then people are going to hear, they're going to think, Oh, they're playing the underdog. Wow. I'm playing the underdog. I understand we have LeBron. I'm not trying to be like that, but you know, a lot of people do say, Oh, the Lakers won in the bubble. Cause it was the bubble. Oh, see what happens when it wasn't the bubble. They got bounced in the first round without taking into account injuries, without taking into account fatigue, any of that stuff. So I'm not saying the Lakers are underdogs cause that'd be ridiculous, but that they've been counted out by some people they have. And I think it's going to be a good year to prove them. Okay. Okay. Prove them for, wrong. For, rather. for, yeah. for me, for me, what I would say for for this this past season, I would say it was a clutter. You know, it was it was a lot of yeah, a lot of a messes. Word. You know, in, yeah, in our way, whether whether it be injuries, whether it be uh, uh, Andre Drummond thinking he's a starting center over over AD, whether it be Dennis Schroeder thinking he's worth a hundred million, like whatever it is, man, it was just some clutter that we couldn't we couldn't get through it. And for this next season clarity man i, I can see yeah. clearly now the rain is gone you know what i'm saying like uh, man like uh, i think it's time braun and a d just takes over man you know and, and shout out the lakers film room podcast i was listening to the lakers film room podcast and they said that in the past years the, the lakers teams have just been really uh like def- defensive overwhelming you know but this year it seems like they're just like, all right, forget all that. We're gonna outscore everybody now. So we just so whoever gonna gonna try to score, we're gonna put up more points. And that and you could see that, man, with with these uh, additions that they that they've made this this offseason, man. But uh I do really like Wyatt's word. That 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 explosive word, Wyatt, that's perfect. Cause that that is gonna fit uh the team and the staple center, man. Like that, that was a perfect word. I like I like that, man. All right, all right. So 
now we're we're entering into the uh, the end of the the end of the episode. And Wyatt, I got to introduce you to this our closing segment that we do here at the end of every episode. It's called Guess the Player. The way this works, Wyatt, is I have three NBA player NBA players here. I'm gonna list off uh, their accolades, some uh, some things that they're famously known for, and you and Junior are gonna battle it out and guess. You have two guesses, okay? You have two guesses. Feel free to blurt them out as as you can say it on the uh, on the first hint that I give if you know it, but but know that you only got two guesses, okay? Okay, let's do this. Hey, John, What's can up? I can I can I stop it real quick? So, this is an extremely fun segment. I love the segment every time. It's a tremendous amount of fun. For that, I actually want you to participate in the segment because you always have to read out the names, but I want you to be part of the fun. So I actually prepared some players and I want you to participate. Okay, we could could go through both. We could go through both. Okay, okay. Because the reason why is because I always think like, man, you always get to read it out, but you don't get it. This is fun. This is fun right here. I like to see how y'all guessing, man. So let's let's run through uh, through both. I'll run through mine and then you can feel free to run through yours, man. Okay. All right. First player we got here. Are you ready for this, Wyatt? Oh, I'm ready, man. I'm ready. All right. Yeah. <laughs> this first player, he won the three-point contest one time. He's a one-time NBA teammate of the year. He's a one-time finals MVP. He's a four-time all-NBA first team. He's a one-time NBA MVP. Dirk Nowitzki. Yes, sir. Dang, yes, sir. Can I tell you that that's actually one of the players I had? <laughs> that's one of the players you had? That's one of the players I had. That's so <laughs> That funny. is so hilarious. Yeah, I was like, I know these stats. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Next player, next player, next player. All right, here we go. This guy has multiple 50-point triple doubles. He is a two-time All-NBA first team. He's led the NBA in games played five different times. He's a two-time scoring champ. Westbrook? Yes, sir. <laughs> okay, okay. I had to throw that with it. I had to throw yeah. it. Good. That's a good one. Do it. <laughs> these, hey, Wyatt, these are hard. I'm telling you, man. These are hard. All right, here we go. Third player, third player. He's a five-time All-NBA first team. He's a two-times block leader. He's an eight-time All-Star. He's a one-time NBA champ. He's a one-time All-Defensive second team. He's a five-times rebounding leader. David Robinson? Nope. You got one guess. Why? You still got two. Yeah, no, I'm... He, he's a one-time slam dunk champion. Okay. Are y'all ready for this next one? Be quick on this next one. Okay. He's a three-time defensive player of the year. It's not David Robinson. Okay. Y'all, y'all better be so quick on this next one. Okay. Okay. Here we go. This, this, next, this next hint might give it away. He's famously known as being a Superman. Shaq? No, you're out of guesses. What? Shaq is Superman. Well, I know I know the only one he left. Dwight Howard. 
Yes, sir. Has to be Dwight. But Shaq is Superman. No, he's. I mean, he was Superman back in the day. We all know. We seen Dwight jumping on yeah. that twelve feet hoop with no, the. No, I know. Superman after that, coach. I was out. I would have gone Dwight oh, after that, Shaq yeah. hoops. <laughs> all right, Jenner. You 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 want to run your guest a player? Yeah, yeah. Let me run mine. Okay, so I, I have five it. players now. I have four. Um, right. So should I run all four? Or you want me to just run three of them? I'm. I'm. Whatever. Whatever you feel. Let's, I'm, I'm cool. For let's whatever. run all four. So let's Derek do is it. out. All right. Let's do this. Okay. So I'm going to start with the hardest guess, the hard, the like most general, and then it'll get more and more specific. Okay. So let's do this. He's a two-time MVP, 14-time All-Star. His number is retired by one team. He's mostly known for playing his whole career with one team, but he did play one year with one team before retiring. Paul Pierce. No. He, Paul Pierce played on the Nets and the Clippers, too. Oh, yeah. I'm uh, it's okay. Here's another. He was on the Dream Team. Charles Barkley. No. Oh! We did, we did Charles Barkley. All right. Let's see if you can get it, Wyatt. Yeah. No, I'm still... He is, he's nicknamed after a profession. After a profession here? Yeah. Like, like you know, his nickname is like, it's just, it's a job. Oh, I already know who it is. Oh, <laughs> it's okay. He's a top five all-time scorer. Oh, 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 Carl Malone, Carl Malone. Yeah. yeah. Oh. I got you, I got you. It's I had okay. to think of like job, mailman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that was a good one, Wyatt. That was a good one. Yeah. That was a good one. All right. Good. We, got, I got, I st- we still got four more. We still got four more. All right, more. come on. Let's do this. Okay. Or three more. No, we've got four more. Okay. Next one. This one's this one's a little bit harder. Okay, you don't have to save your guesses because obviously, as I start getting like save your guesses because eventually the last guess makes it really easy because somebody's got to get it. All right, one-time champion, seven-time All-Star, two-time Defensive Player of the Year, two-time Block Champion. He won gold with Team USA in the year two thousand. His number is retired by one team. Nothing so far. Hmm. Here's right a here's a little fun. Here's a funny one. Huh? You want me to start over? No, no. Oh, do you got more still? No, I have I have really just one more, but I can come up with another one. Okay, go ahead. Uh, this one's more of a funny one, but he's actually mentioned on two songs by famous LA rappers, The Game and Tyga. So he's been name dropped on songs. Oh man. If you want the name of the songs, the game song is called Church for Thugs and in Tiger's Rack City. I'm going to think about the whole lyrics. I need to r- just r- I know, run, I run them. I the lyrics in my head right now, bro. Right. One-time champion. Okay. Seven-time all-star. Two-time defensive player of the year. Two-time block champ. He won gold with the U.S. in the year 2000. His number is retired by one team. He's mentioned on two songs by famous LA rappers. Really? And I can give you, I can give you another one to make it easier. I'm gonna do my first guess. Go for it. Is it Kevin? No, wait, hold on. Yeah, this is gonna look bad. Kevin Garnett. No. I just gotta get that out. Of good way. guess though. I'm like, for some reason. All right, give us another one, Jenner. All right, this one, this one's all right. Think about this one, okay? Think about this. This is gonna be an easy one. It's gonna be kind of a giveaway. His name, his his name is a time of day. It's it's not spelled like it, but it sounds like it think he's he, he's retired he's retired 
time of day. Damn. Sounds like Dude, a time you got of me day. Slum- you got me. This is stuck. a difficult one. This is a difficult one. Damn, I can't. All right, all right. I'll give you. I'll give you the years. I'll give you the years that he won. Okay. Okay. That should help. So he was an all star, ninety four through ninety seven in two thousand two two thousand two. That's seven times. Okay. He was defensive player of the year in the year. So don't look at y'all can't look it up because if you just look no, up. 19, no, 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 no. 1999 defensive player of the year and 2000 defensive player of the year. Oh. He was a champion. This one should help. Okay. Because you just got to think who was. He was a champion in 2006. Shaq? No. No. Oh, wait. No, Alonzo oh, Morning. Alonzo Morning. Alonzo Morning. Alonzo Morning. Got it, dude. You got it, man. Alonzo Morning. Good player to use. Yeah. Damn, that's that a good, really good player to use. Good like, player. I forgot. Because like everybody even... knows, but you don't immediately go to Alonzo Morning. Yeah. Oh, that was a good like, one. That was a good one. All right, I got another one that I think is going to be good too. Okay. Right. Eight-time All Star. Okay. He didn't actually start his professional career until he was twenty-five years old. But he had an 18-year-long career. Okay? Three-time block leader. He's a Hall of Famer. This one might give it away, so think hard. Four-time defensive player of the year. Okay? I'm going to run through the... um, Huh? Dennis Rodman? No. No. Good guess, though. Hold on. Okay. His... So this 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 one you have to think about. Okay, okay, okay. I this like, one you got to think about right now. He has a signature move. Think about that carefully, though. Hakeem Sign- No, no, oh. that's good. Yeah, no, it's not. It's not. But but I was gonna I was gonna say let me finish a sentence because I I was yeah. gonna tell you. you he has me. a signature move, but think about it carefully. It's a signature move. It doesn't need to be a dribble. But when you do this move, you know who you're referring to. Think about a move. Manu Ginobili. No, 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 no. No, it was bad. I thought I, I was thinking now, of Euro. It's okay. It's okay. If Mono Ginobili was a four-time as the player of the year. Yeah, I don't know. Just, I just, I just thought about the right, Euro stuff. Right. This, this one might give it away. Think about everything. Eight-time All-Star. Didn't start until he was 25. Four-time Defensive Player of the Year. Three-time Block Leader. Hall of Famer. Signature move. Again, might not be a basketball move. The Kente Mutombo. The Kente Mutombo. <laughs> why it helped me? Why it helped me with that? Why I just realized it, dude. Yeah. I was the as soon as you move. said, like, it's move, it's not a dribble, yeah. I yeah. realized I jumped way too quick because I was yeah. like, oh, dream shit. I know. No, That's what I was right, like, wait, 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 don't even say it's it. The, exactly. Oh, my, next, my, next, my next hint was going to be he has seven names. His name is seven names <laughs> long. <laughs> He's got a long name. But, and then after that, if you guys didn't get it, I was going to say the move is the finger wag. And then you guys just had to see oh, who yeah. was going to jump. Oh, man, I, I can't believe that. It's cool. We got two more here. Yeah. All right. We got two more. All right. So, one-time champion, nine-time All-Star, defensive player of the year, one-time steals leader, though you would think it's more, two-time Olympic gold medalist. Gary Payton. That's it. Good one. Damn, that was a good one. That was a good one. I was going to say, my last guess was going to be he's the last guard to win defensive player of the year. That's a good guess. All right, right, last one. Come on, Wyatt. You got to get this one, all right? All right, both of you guys. I'm, I'm pulling for you guys. Let's do it. Two-time champ. However, one was as a player and one was as a coach. Okay? Ten-time All-Star. Rookie of the year. Five-time assist leader. Steve Nash. 
No. Good Jason guess, Kidd. Though. That's it. Jason Kidd. Yes. Man. Man. Man, guys, that was fun. That was, see, it's fun. That's why I wanted you to participate in it, too. I realized that, man. As a yeah. coach, yeah. I'm trying to think. That was fun. Man, yeah, you're right. I jumped No, up. no, that was good, man. You kept up. You were doing well. You did well. You did well. This was, yeah. this was a fun one. Man, this, this was, was so... Segment again. That was awesome. That was this so was yeah. Why don't you worry? We're most definitely gonna have you back on, man. Because you know, like this, this you know, here, you know, we're we're starting to wrap it up here. And why we really want to appreciate, we really want to thank you. You know, we really appreciate you. You know, for uh, blessing us with your time. You know, you have insane, insane basketball IQ, man. Like uh, your your knowledge on the game, especially on 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 the Lakers, is very very high. And and we love having guests like you, man. That you know that know that know what they're talking about. So why we really really want to thank you, man, for your time that you come and and spend here on us. And we're definitely gonna have you back on, man. You got any last words you want to say for the? fans you know what uh just last words you guys are gonna see me back on here again um super glad to be here and super appreciative of literally anybody else's time whether you're watching via youtube whether you're listening through spotify the fact that you guys came to join john's clutch talk podcast man thank you so much it means the world to him it means the world to all of us fans that we get to get our voices out and it's not just in a barber shop. It's not just in a friend circle. Get it out to the world. So thank y'all world. again. And thank you for yes, having me yeah. on. No problem. Course, no, no thank problem, you, man. So Junior, you got any last words you want to say for the fans? I just appreciate it. I love had a, had a lot of fun. Had a lot of fun talking about the Lakers. You know, I talk about the Lakers all day. So this is a lot of fun. Thank you for coming on, Wyatt. Uh, and just, yeah, I mean, thanks, John, as always. And I'm, I'm glad you got to participate in the guest to player because that was a lot of fun, too. I see the fun you say from hosting it. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm just excited, man. I'm excited for this Lakers season. I really am. Can't, can't wait for it. Man, I cannot wait for this uh, for this really, really explosive Lakers season that 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 we got coming up here. So uh, if if the fans, if you guys want to follow Wyatt on on Instagram, I will go ahead and put Wyatt's Instagram right there, right in his little bubble. Wyatt, do you have a Twitter as well? Uh, I do have a Twitter, you know, it's actually more so connected to football. So you got any other football guys interested? I'm a huge Steelers fan. I got plenty of days to talk about NFL too, as well. I'm probably just as knowledgeable on that as I am the NBA, but yeah, man. Uh, if you guys want to hit me up on Twitter, I'm why not the steel, <laughs> why not the steel guy? Um, mainly my IG though. That's, boo, 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 that's boo. Really what I'm active on. I know. Dude, my, my, my last name is so easy to come up with puns, man. It's I just <laughs> That's awesome. That's, That's awesome. awesome, man, man. So everyone, make sure you guys go follow go, go follow Wyatt on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, I will put it right there, right in his little bubble. And for uh, for everyone that is listening on, on Apple Podcasts, Wyatt, do you want to just shout, just just tell, tell the people what your at is on both of them so the people um, listening can know? Oh, you're saying that Apple Podcasts? Yeah, for the Apple Podcast listeners, do you do you do you want to uh, say your app name of uh, on on Instagram and and yeah, I mean yeah. So uh, my IG, you guys, uh, just Wynei W Y N Y E. Not too hard to figure out. Same thing with the Twitter, bro. W Y N Y E, the Steel Guy. And you'll see me on there, man. I got I got hella photos of me at games. I got hella photos. Of me. <laughs> I like literally every statue. No, I'm I'm a fanatic. 
Awesome, man. We love that, Wyatt, man. So again, guys, make sure you guys go follow Wyatt. Make sure you guys go follow us on 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 Instagram, on Twitter, and on TikTok, man. It's at Clutch Talk One. I'll put it right here in, in my little bubble for uh for all the fans watching on YouTube, and just get at us on there, man. We absolutely love debating on Twitter, so come debate with us. We'll we'll talk to you about whatever, man. Come uh, get at us on Instagram. We we always have interactive polls and episode updates, man. So just get at us on there, and I'm just I'm just really excited for this uh for this. Uh, Lakers season coming up, man. So, Wyatt, one more time, man. Thank you very much, man. We appreciate your time. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it, man. Thanks, All right, man. we got her, y'all. Clutch talk out. Peace. Bye.